Sally Cup and welcome to another episode here for the Funk Pod. It's the weekend, and you know what that means. We're recording another episode here for the Funk Pod. And let me take my digital notes again this time, because uh, in our first episode, I try to go old school, and then the complaints came in that it's too noisy when I use the old school whiteboard. So just like last time, I'm relying on my digital notepad here this time in regards to what we want to talk about, because quite frankly, and I feel like I took notes in school, um, there's lots of things that I want to talk about, to be honest, and I already realized I forgot to, to add something. So while we're talking, I'm just going to add something because I need to talk about this as well. Crazy. So if you're listening and not watching, uh, I just wrote on my notepad <laughs> because I, I forgot one important part of, today, of today's show. But before we go there, let's just start with what I actually wanted to start with. Because last time I got some feedback that said like, I, I skimmed over it too fast. And I'm sorry that I skimmed over it too fast. So let's talk a little bit about um, MMA again. And of course, it's, it's a big part of the show. It's like always like 20 minutes or so. Um, maybe talk about all things MMA, right? And if you wonder, if you're watching and if you wonder what I have on my wrist right now, I will explain in just a second. I know it looks fantastic. Um, I'm not sure if it's already in the angle or if you can see it if you're watching too, because my black cat is also here in front of me and she wears the same thing. So I'm on this in a second. If you're not watching, if you're listening, I wear something pink on my wrist and my cat wears something pink around her neck, like a pink bandana scarf kind of thing. Explanation coming later. But first, let's talk about MMA. And there are now two things we have to talk about. Bye, Snooth. She's jumping down right now. Where are you going? Oh, okay. Going up to the on top of the shelf, sure. Okay, so there are two things we need to discuss. One, um, well, two events we need to discuss more or less, right? Um, so one, we didn't talk about Bellator last time around actually, and well, yeah, I'm sorry, but um, Paul Daly went out and um, put on a vintage Paul Daly performance, which was cool, of course. Uh, so congratulations, Paul Daly, great career. A bit unfortunate, of course, how it all played out with, with his, um, being cut by the UFC because of what he did, which was also kind of like deserved, of course. We can argue about it, but Semtex, great performance, one of the OGs that brought lots of us into the game, I believe. And just a cool dude um, to listen to. And apparently also, at least according to him in his interview with Ariel Havani, way smarter than most people give him credit for. All right, so it was cool. Paul Daly, congratulations. And also he said, well, sure, we don't get paid as much as boxers and so on, but we still get paid a lot. So if you have like a career like Paul Daly has and then you don't have enough money to retire, that's on you. Got to be smarter with the money, um, which, doesn't, which doesn't mean they shouldn't be paid more, but they're paid enough, in his words, to figure out a way to, I guess, invest or set up other businesses to be good after they retire, which is, I think, a smart thing to say. Should they get paid more? Sure, if the UFC makes billions of dollars, give the athletes more money. Should the athletes be acting like they're the poorest MFers out there? No, they should not. Just be smarter because, like I said, we, we, we're getting more than accountants, we're getting more than whatever, teachers and whatnot. That's what Paul Daly said, right? So, exactly. So that, that's exact, exactly also my, my, my point of view, not being a fighter in the UFC at least. Um, I don't get paid for fights. Uh, so 
Yeah, great. Just interesting to to listen and to listen to a fighter who also talks about this. I believe. Um, what else do we have? Well, we just a few hours before I record, I'm recording this. We saw UFC Vegas 55, I believe. Holy hope got robbed. Yeah, I mean she had 10 minutes control time. Great. Um, we all got. It was kind of exciting because yeah, sure they they, they were throwing and Holly home with her yelling and combos that always land on the guard. Okay, I'm not saying Katie Vera Vieira should have won. I mean she she did more damage with her shots, but she got controlled like the whole time against the cage. So then you, should you be winning if you get controlled? Probably not. Um, it was just I didn't enjoy the fight that much. They had they had some nice exchanges. It was it wasn't like uh, a Spars or Rose fight, <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't enjoy it that much. To be honest, due to the holding of Holy Home. But if you if you're able to enforce your will onto your opponent like that, you keep doing it. Of course, you keep. So it's on Yara to get out of the predicament. I totally and totally understand that. Anyways, it wasn't that wasn't that exciting. Um, what was exciting was, of course, San Diego Pontinibio versus Michel Pereira. Michel Pereira um, came out swinging, as always. Um, Pontinibio gave him a fight, as expected. Michel Pereira um, still won split, split decision, too. So let's see where he goes from now with his, with his approach. It's a little bit smarter now. Um, but I'm not here to recap all the fights, because you've got like all those people out there. You've got the the preview, the review shows of, by the UFC. You've got DC... Okay, let's talk about this. DC and RC quickly becoming one of the worst MMA shows out there. And I can't believe I'm saying this. And it's not because of RC. I mean, RC isn't that great in terms of MMA knowledge. Um, but it's okay. I mean, he's, I think it looks like he's really into it. So it looks like he spends lots of time with it, which is great. Just his takes sometimes are a bit like, ugh. I don't want to say it's okay. Let's say casual, right? But that's fine. That's fine. Um, he he brings the he brings the the eyes from like of the football world, for example, to it. He's got the ESPN backing, of course. Um, it's okay you, if you have a counterpart like someone who really knows what he's talking about, like an actual retired fighter who's a Hall of Famer now. This should be able to. He should be able to balance it out. But DC is being so biased; it's just not funny anymore. Even RC makes fun of DC on air about him being so biased about about Islam Makachev. It's like if he doesn't praise Islam Makachev every five minutes, then I don't know, does he get beat by Khabib or whatever? Well, what's what's happening? It's it's getting really, really, really annoying. I'm sorry to say because of course DC was also. Always the last few years he was the funny guy uh, and the lo the lovable guy, but man, it's it's getting really a bit annoying with what what DC is putting out there. To to be honest, um, yeah. So not a big fan of this anymore, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I was about to 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 figure to to think. Shall we have um? A segment worst MMA shows out there, um, or the most fastest declining MMA shows out there. Uh, don't just want to hate on random people because like, I get hate all the time too. Like, who are you to talk about this? You can see all those comments on on the YouTube page, of course. Yeah, thank you for for your comments, by the way. 
but it, it would there would be just so much potential right for 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 dcrc same with same with like bisping like bisping is putting out so much content right now and it's all redundant it's like he does like the believe you me which is still fun it, it's not as fun anymore as it was with louis with louis j gomez but it's still fun and with anthony smith great addition so that that's cool if they they those two are together because anthony smith balances it out a little bit it's great um but then he goes on on his like own channel basically and then keeps putting out his own live uh, sessions and his own short videos and takes and it's just the same that he talked about in the believe in me podcast and then if you listen to him uh, on on the mic like when he's commentating he's saying the same things again that's just a bit uh, it's not that diverse anymore um mr bisping i'm sorry Uh, it's it's getting it's getting a bit too much i actually unsubscribe to um believe you me just so that i'm not bothered by it when i listen to him on, on commentary i'm sorry Sorry, Michael Bisping. Um, I do like right now. I do like, of course, I, I like it. I like Luis J. Gomez and Dave, Dave Smith, um, the MMA rap. It's not that technical, but it's uh, it's funny. And they got they get some cool dudes on air to interview. Not that serious. The dudes have fun. Um, that's just cool. So I appreciate that. That's nice. It, it feels old school with what they're doing and then just shooting the shit and just interviewing fighters and not too serious about it. Um, that's cool. I like it. I appreciate it. And they can, they, they can do it because they're not employed by the UFC or by ESPN, obviously. So, of course, I understand why Michael Bisping or Anthony Smith can't be that edgy, um, obviously. But yeah, so it's, it's just fun to watch or listen to those guys on the MMA rap, in my opinion. But who cares about me? According to my, uh, to youtube comments and no one cares about what i have to say um that's it though um pfl announced that they're gonna have pay-per-views uh, soonish and they will split the revenue 50 50 with the fighters that should be interesting it should give them more money if they sell enough pay-per-views to get some big stars um i actually also have an idea there I'm gonna reach out to you pfl answer my email i'm not even kidding pfl Answer my email. Uh, I know someone from one championship moved to PFL. You person, if you're watching this this, this podcast, if you listen to it, I'm going to reach out to you. I have an idea. Okay. Um, but that, that's the MA for right now. One championship. I'm sorry. No, it's not. One championship just had an event too, um, <laughs> which was interesting. Um, there was a fight. Uh, the co-main event, Muay Thai World Championship, the new Sanchai, if you know, if you know Muay Thai, Sanchai is like the number one Muay Thai fighter probably ever. Like really evasive, loose, really. Nice. He's he's still fighting, but it's more like show, like Floyd Mayweather's kind of fights these days, like exhibition more um, to bolster his record. Um, but yeah, so the new Sanchai, uh, everyone said, and he's like 340 something wins or something and only 27 losses or something around, around that, which is super impressive, of course. And he came in as the super huge favorite over like an Italian Italian guy, Joseph Lassiri. And Joseph Lassiri just lit him up. He just lit the new super Thai fighter. He lit him up for, I don't know, maybe the first round, not so much, but in the second round onwards, he just, he just, dominated him like in shocking fashion like how you can dominate like a superstar fighter like that the superstar fighter didn't look like he was in shape to be honest like maybe he just took it too easy like ah, this 
this white dude, I'm just going to dispatch of him. He didn't. So new world champion and one championship, Joseph Lassiri, the Hurricane. Congratulations, Joseph Lassiri. Now there are two Hurricanes and one championship. Joseph Lassiri is the Hurricane. And German Muay Thai fighter Enrico Kehl is also called the Hurricane. So maybe we should have a Hurricane off there. <laughs> um, so that was interesting. And then... Well, that's it. We had we had we had Rod Tang. Remember at one X, like just a few weeks ago, Rod Tang fought against uh, Mighty Mouse Demetrius Johnson in this this mixed rules thing. Now Rod Tang already back fighting Muay Thai. Um, so just like a month or so, or two months maybe max um, turnaround rate. Insane that that's how Thai fighters do it. Um, and he just pieced his opponent up. Um, yeah, clear, clear decision victory, but like he didn't break, didn't break a sweat. Sounds sounds disrespectful. He broke a sweat, but barely got touched. So um, congratulations, Rotang. And in the main event, we had Pet Morakot, Pet Yin Di, um, fighting a very controversial fight, and he, I think he won, and I, I know he won, but I think it was split decision too, wasn't it? Um, I thought he lost. But the benefit of the doubt, benefit of uh, you know, champions' advantage, I guess. Uh, but that was that wasn't that great of a fight, too, to be quite honest. He had a good round, but it wasn't that that great either. So um, the ties in Muay Thai struggle a bit right now. Maybe they, they're taking it too too easy. Like yeah, we can be winning all the time, anyways. Um, so let let's see, like the next event, how they come back. If they come back swinging harder, faster. Um, yeah, should be should be. I, I'm a big Muay Thai fan, obviously, and that's why I talk about it. Savas Michael, um, also Muay Thai fighter, I think ba- uh, out of Cyprus, but based in Thailand. Like he fights a lot here in Thailand. Made his return to one championship after a year off after his last loss, and he you can you can see like he put on the work. Like he's bigger now and like more muscles. Um, he looks much older now. Um, not old, but before he had like this baby face, and now he looks like he looks more like a fighter now. Um, so you can see he put in the work. Congratulations, as uh, was Michael. That looked good. It looked really good. Like he, his opponent could not touch him. He was also like piecing him up. That was really nice to see. The really Thai style fighting from a foreigner. Really precise and everything was awesome to to watch. Um, so Savas Michael, that that was great. I want you on my podcast, man. That was really cool to watch. Okay, enough of the MMA part now, though. Um, there's so much more to talk about. And when we talk about sports, right, um, I find it very interesting how how the NBA is being, being, being portrayed or portrayed is being talked about. Of course, in the US, it's a big deal. And NBA on, T, uh, on TNT with the four horsemen, um, Shaq, Ernie, Chuck and Kenny is fantastic, fantastic. My, my favorite TV show, even though I don't watch it on TV, but it's a great, great show. NBA on TNT, once they retire, it's going to be really sad because this new NBA on TNT crew cannot fill their shoes. Definitely not. Um, so that, that's just great fun to watch. Uh, in other countries, such as here in Thailand, for example, there's not much of it, not much coverage, which is a bit weird because other countries, such as Thailand, for example, is celebrating other other sports, other foreign leagues, like the Premier League and football, soccer for the Americans, is huge here in Thailand. It's bigger, than, it's bigger than the local leagues. Even though we have a Thai Premier League, you can see that they even pick the same name. But the Premier League, the big clubs are the biggest thing ever. So... I wonder why why the NBA doesn't do more advertising, more marketing in areas like this one because the potential to excite the people because we don't have it. There's no, I mean, there is probably professional type basketball, but no one really 
watches it or cares about it. Um, so there's a potential there to, to tap into the market and they, they didn't do that yet, which, which really surprises me. Um, yeah, anyways, looking at the NBA, and I don't, I, I don't, I'm not going to break down games now, just like I don't break down uh, fights, but Luka Doncic, man. Luka magic is real. Uh, I know they they they're down to oh no to the Warriors uh, at the time of recording in the Western Conference Finals. But a who would have thought they made the Western Conference Finals? And b I mean it's basically Luka by himself. And when the others, his his assistants, <laughs> sidekicks, if they have a good day, then they're winning, right? So you just need to have more good days. Um, so that's really 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 cool to see. Um, yeah, man, Luka is crazy. I I I just love watching him. How how he dispatched of those the Suns was just crazy. His his picture with Devin Booker, like how he smiled at him, <laughs> awesome. Um, I like Petty Luca. Um, so great, yeah, great. So the, apparently the Mavs and and awkward white guys are a great fit <laughs> after Dirk now Luca. Uh, so I can't wait. He's twenty three only, which makes me really mad. Um, so I can't wait to see where he takes his game from here because man, it's gonna be awesome. Speaking about awesome basketball, though. Um, yeah, Steph Curry and so on, of course, they're awesome. Um, Mavs, Warriors, interesting, but now the Warriors are up 2-0, so it's going to be tough for the Mavs. Not that they didn't do it before, but still. Um, but the Heat versus the Celtics, Eastern Conference Finals. If you're into basketball and you don't have a clear-cut, like your favorite team that you're rooting for, this is just awesome, right? This is fantastic. This is back and forth. I mean, this, this last game now today... Earlier this morning here in Thailand, Thailand time, like Marcus Smart gets injured, needs to be helped out, then comes back jogging in after he twisted his ankle and goes back into, onto the court, hits a three-pointer right away. The people go crazy. Like that's what's that's why sports is so important for 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 people for for us for the civilization. Sports is important because it brings us together. It's, it gets a, it gives us reason to cheer to celebrate. To suffer too, um, but without actually suffering, to, just to suffer with your team and then to go through those highs and lows that are just necessary to enjoy life. And I think that's just something that's not being understood um, a lot or not to, to, to the extent it should be understood that sport isn't only good for making money, obviously, yes, but it's, there's more to it. Supporting your, your team, having this experience with like other people that support your team this community feeling that's really really important and i really hope you're not have we're not going back into any kind of lockdown because you can see how much this means to people at basketball games at football games uh, so this is just i think on a different level and it's a level that has probably not been probably discussed understood maybe we're not even researched um how this community building feeling really affects your mental health for example because you can see so many emotions there which is just great and i think if you don't if you're only at home and you don't have a chance to live through those emotions you're missing something whether that being like winning with your team or losing with your team but you go through those emotions you're there for each other so i think that's that's rather important that also works, though, of course, if you're playing sports or doing sports by yourself. That's also important. But I don't want to sound like Joe Rogan because uh, then I'm going to get like demonetized or something or canceled or, or whatever. So I don't want to do this, uh, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so um, do play sports, team sports, individual sports, suffer, um, celebrate, and so on. All those things uh, count there, of course, as well.
Okay, enough of that. Um, we also have to talk about all things media, obviously, here in this podcast, because, um, well, that's what I do. And there are a few things that I want to talk about. So sit back, eat some popcorn. Here we go. Um, <laughs> so one, I listened to a podcast in Germany, like a German podcast by two famous guys, um, Jan Böhmermann and Olli Schulz. And they talked about the future of social media for a little bit. And while, while Olli Schulz didn't really have much to add there, <laughs> sorry, Olli, um, Jan Böhmermann made some points. And he was like, well, Twitter, Facebook, and so on, it's all broken, which I don't disagree with. Um, I actually teach a class that's, that's called uh, Social Media is Broken. Um, so he said, well, maybe mass, Mastodon is like a good way of doing things like peer-to-peer. Peer -peer. Um, you have like those different servers on Mastodon and then you can switch between those servers basically with which you with your re registered. I'm trying to break it down like in an easy to understand manner. It's very hard. But if you, if you actually go to Mastodon, it's, it's pretty mastodon.online, I think. It's pretty easy to actually figure it out. So, and now that there's no central entity that owns everything for example not like twitter that owns everything by the way elon musk didn't buy twitter yet so if you see tweets that say thanks elon musk for bringing me back on twitter thanks elon musk no he didn't buy twitter yet he doesn't own it so that he can't make any changes on twitter this is all fake let me for the people watching i'm staring in the camera right now saying this is all fake elon musk did not buy twitter yet he put a hold on it. According to Elon Musk, it's because Twitter lied in regards to the number of bots active on the platform. Twitter says it's only like 5% fake accounts and bots, but most people think it's way more. Um, the media says it's because he doesn't have the money because the Tesla stock dropped so drastically, dramatically, uh, so that he can't afford it right now. Yeah, he needs to find a different way to afford it, taking up a loan backed by whatever, probably. Okay, um, back to Mastodon. So the, the future of social media. The problem with this is, right, with like Mastodon and so on. Yes, it's cool. I'm on there too. Um, and there are, I think they have got like, what did, what did Jan Böhmann say? Like one point something million people on there, I think. But even if it's like three million, make it five million. That's still not a lot on a global scale. So the problem is no one's going to go on there. It's too much work for for us, for people to go on there. Yes, Jan Böhmann is on there. Yes, I'm on there. Yes, people from the media space are on there. Academics might be on there. A few geeks, nerds are on there. But is your, your mom going to be on there? No. Your dad? No. People that are easily influenced by all things online, prob probably, they're not going to be there. It's going to be a space for nerds and geeks. And I'm not this as an insult because I'm on there too. So add me, talk to me on there. But yeah, my mom, my dad, yours, they're not going to be there. It's like, how, what do I do? Why, what, what's master? Ah, how do I sign up? And what do I have to download? Why? No, they're not going to be there. And there, that's why there is this, this need, this want for an easy social medium that's, that comes with your phone. You just log in and that's Facebook. That might be Twitter. But it's definitely Facebook or IG. And it pains me to say because I hate it too. But I don't think that like a platform like Mastodon um, is going to really have that much of an impact. I hope I'm wrong. I hope we all move to Mastodon. I just don't see it having 
that much of an impact, unfortunately. So what do I think now, as if someone cares, but what do I think like how social media develops? I think, I hope that privacy becomes a bigger issue with the broader public and that then social networks like the ones that we have right now see the need to change and to be more transparent. We need, we need rules though there. We need not, not rules in regards to how we use it, rules in regards to what they can do. So then maybe the European approach is something that hopefully would spread a little bit further across all over the world when like European courts, especially the ones in Germany, especially the one in Hamburg, which is always like fighting Google and so on, um, if they can force them to be more transparent. And if they're not transparent, then you pay fines. Then you're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that. You don't get whatever. Yeah, make them pay because that's the only way they will change if they have to pay. Otherwise... They're never going to change. We know that. As long as they keep making money, they're never going to change. So I think, unfortunately, I don't think that a new network is going to change anything on the short term. In the long term, maybe. Maybe we're all getting, like, the new, the next generation gets used to, like, using things like Mastodon if it's a little less geeky. Um, but for short-term changes, I don't see anything changing there, unfortunately. It makes me sad, that's why I post on it. It's kind of sad. Um, something that's less sad right now. Miss is it Velasquez, I forgot her name now. The lawyer of Johnny Depp. The trial, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard is getting more, it's getting, it's, it's been entertaining. It's getting more entertaining. It's, it remains entertaining. And his lawyer, that, that, that lady, is becoming a superstar online right now. So congratulations to, I think it's Miss Velasquez. If I'm mistaken, I'm sorry, but you know who I mean. Um, so yeah, great use of, of media, of course, even though it sometimes seems like it's just coincidence, but if maybe they just make it look like it's coincidence. So then also well done there um, to, to Miss Velasquez. I seem to keep calling her this right now. <laughs> um, the trial, of course, is ridiculous, but it's just fun to see how the world reacts. Even, uh, <laughs> even Russell Brand makes like a video almost every other day now about the trial. Hey, Russell, what about what about? I feel like Russell Brand with this with this thing around my my wrist, by the way. Um, what about changing the world and telling people to come to to see you for your yoga stuff with? Um, Whoever is there, the, the, the breath guy. And I'm not, I'm not dismissing it. It's certainly a cool thing. It's just a bit, it feels a bit like, you know, guru-like, sales pitchy-like. So that's why I'm making fun of it. I don't dismiss it. I, I, it's, it probably helps. Right? It seems to have helped many, many, many people. Um, but even like Russell Brand, who usually talks about conspiracy theories these days, and why do I always hate on Russell Brennan in, in, in my, in my um, podcast? It's simply because I think he's so smart and there's so much potential, but in those clickbaity titles just really bother me. Those like caps like, ah, oh, I knew it. That's the reason why. Dude, just rely on your smarts and rely on that your audience is smart enough to understand what you're saying. You don't need this clickbait stuff. It's really annoying. I hate it. Same with like with um, Breaking Point, Point Saga and, and Crystal. I, I, am, I, I unsubscribe from you guys, of course, I assume you're watching this or you're listening to this, just because of the clickbait titles all the freaking time, those, those clickbait sagas, IG posts are all about clickbait, always like the, the all caps, this is why we got demonetized. Yeah, oh, 
cry. What? The, it's so annoying. You as mine of your audience is mine of trust your audience to listen to you because they want to listen to you. They don't need those clickbait titles. Oh, I hate it. I hate those clickbait titles. This is why I hate in all caps clickbait titles. Uh, okay, rant over for now. Um, well, let's see what what how much time Amber Heard gets or what 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 she gets. I mean, it's just ridiculous by now. I will also start uh, using the words. What did she say? <laughs> um, not proposed, like uh, donated and pledged. I will also start to use that synonyms. I hereby pledge seven Cassillian dollars to whatever. <laughs> Please talk nicely about me. Okay, three more things. Then we are already uh, through today's um, Funkit pod. Um, I wonder the, which which one I should start with. <laughs> um, well, let's start. Let's start with the wrestling wrestling part. Um, I think AW. Maybe it's just me spending more time on watching it again. But I think they picked up a pace quite well. Um, I enjoyed this last week watching it again. Um, it all made sense to me, which is also nice. Like I didn't watch for a few weeks. Now I watch it again and I can still follow up with the storylines. It just, it still makes sense. It, it, nothing changed like dramatically. So the storylines all developed more or less, except like the Serena Deep thing with, with Dustin Rhodes, which was a bit weird, but let's just ignore that because that's quite frankly, the women's division still not great at AW. Britt Baker, fantastic. Then there's a big gap, in my opinion, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, I, the rest was was very in, was very interesting to follow. It made sense, so I appreciate that. Thanks, AW. As for WWE, oh my god, I as I always say in this podcast, I'm not I'm not watching it much anymore. But the outrage this week, even I couldn't escape the outrage that now the Bloodline holds all the titles. And that's a disaster. And why would WWE do that? And oh my God, it's terrible. And as someone who doesn't watch it re religiously anymore, I'm just thinking, well, I didn't see how they got the titles, but doesn't it make sense to have like a heel stable, hold all the titles to put all the heat in the world on them. And then if someone beats them, it's like, oh my God, yeah, look at this. I mean, that's, that's just the old school formula, isn't it? So I don't see the issue there. I mean, I don't necessarily like how the Usos, Uso matches go. I don't necessarily like how Roman is booked, obviously, all the time. But from the creative, in quotation marks, point of view, putting all the heat on that stable, that's how you do it, right? That's what they also did with John Cena for forever, even though he's always been a babyface, of course. But you know what I mean? So I don't see the issue there. And who else? Who else? Who's going to beat Roman Reigns? Cody Rhodes, please. Uh, please. Cody, Cody Rhodes said in an interview that he's the best wrestler in the world and it's not even close. <laughs> Aww. Cute. Um, okay, what else did we, ha did we have? Now and I lost track by making fun of Cody Rhodes. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, let, let's, just, let's just see. Where, oh, yeah, of course, Sasha Banks and Naomi walking, walking out of Raw. Um, and now being suspended I think it's a work yes I'm one of those people um, they've been using their actual their, their ring names way too often if they wouldn't if they actually would have walked out um, they would have not used their ring names I think right if when CM Punk walked out <laughs> which was also work um, but they at least didn't try to re they referred to him by his real name didn't they 
So here they don't even try that. So no, I, I think that's still a work. For whatever reason, that's a work. Like the women's tech division is non-existent basically besides Sasha and Naomi. What's what happened to Bailey actually? Where's Bailey? It's like where's Waldo? Like where is Bailey? No idea. Okay, that's the, the wrestling part. I know it's still short. Uh, I actually prepared like um, a storyline breakdown, but I think we're going to do this next week. Why? Because today it's my cat's birthday. One of my cats, uh, Spooky. So if you ever watched a video here and just saw a white cat jumping around, I have a white cat and a black cat. The white cat, her name is Spooky and it's her second birthday today. And that's why all of us, Spooky, the black one that you saw, if you watch the video, maybe here in the picture, if you listen, um, the black cat just likes to chill on the table here on my work desk um, we're all wearing and i hold it in the camera right now we're wearing like this pink kind of scarf slash bandana which just says happy birthday on it <laughs> don't you if, if you judge me now i challenge you to a muay thai fight just saying um so we're celebrating spooky's birthday today she's two uh we had some health scares early on with Spooky and with Snoot as well after adopting her. Uh, adopted her, of course. Adopt, don't shop, obviously. Uh, so adopted Spooky a few weeks when she was a few weeks old. I think she was like three or four weeks old when we got her. Um, then, of course, nurtured her and so on. Took her to the vet and all, and all those things. Um, she's already spayed now too. Um, after she got spayed, she didn't do well at all. Like Snooze, the black one, was just tired after the operation, but no problem. Spooky was not doing well at all. I actually thought she might die. Uh, went to the vet again and all those things. And then the vet told us, well, gotta keep her warm, put her under UV light, make her wear like lots of stuff and keep checking her temperature. I checked her temperature like every, every hour or so. Stayed up all night with her to just make sure that she's warm enough and that her body temperature that she recovers and then like after a day, day of being scared uh, she eventually recovered slowly started to walk around again and now it's been like six months ago now and so so now she's all of course doing super well um longer than six months probably actually um now she's doing super well of course right now she's sleeping and uh chilling at the time of recording because of course she got a birthday surprise like a new cat toy and lots of cat food that she likes um, is it silly to celebrate your pet's birthday? Maybe. Is it also fun? For sure. <laughs> um, so if you have a pet, cat, whatever, celebrate their birthday. Um, will they know that it's their birthday? No, of course not. Um, will they enjoy those seeing different things? That toy came in a box. See, boxes are great for cats, as cat owners obviously know. So will they have fun? Yes, they, they will have fun. You will have fun probably setting it up uh, and all giving it to them and seeing them play with it. So um, why not do it? Of course, you don't need to get oh, go overboard or anything like this. Last year, I actually tried to buy a cat cake because I saw one at a pet shop. I'm like, yeah, let's try. Um, none of my cats even touched the pet, the cat cake. So um, don't buy cat cakes. They don't work apparently, at least not for my cats. But my cats also don't even like catnip. Um, so it's especially Spooky, the white one, hates catnip. If I put catnip on something, she comes, sniffs, walks away. Um, I tried this again today because I thought, well, maybe it works eventually. So I put catnip on the new toy that I got her, like a scratch house, so to speak didn't work at all she just walked away and now snooze is playing with it while spooky is not anyways um that's a quick update on the cat on the cat section um 
I also well, I did yesterday. We played a little bit of parkour with with, with the cats here. Um, so I've got I've got like like a, a hallway, so to speak, uh, for lack of better terms. And um, then what I did was um, blocking the way from the hallway into the living room because there's only one way to go. I closed all the doors uh, around and then just blocked it with like a, I put a bean bag and the boxes in, so it's like I don't know, that's my, a meter high maybe. And then. I had this rubber band because the white cat Spooky likes to chase rubber bands, the one that you use for your hair if you have long hair, right? So I just threw it um, so that she can see it behind that hurdle and then she came jumping, flying over that hurdle, which was kind of cool. It looked like in a, in a movie, which was nice. So um, I posted it also on IG, of course, or at Spooky Snooze on Instagram. Check it out um, because that was just fun. And I just like to talk about cat stuff sometimes. All right, that was the cat corner. Last but not least, let's end this thing with something serious because we're not only here to talk about cat content, even though cat content is, of course, the best content for anything online. Uh, we're also here to talk about Education, because why? Well, I work in education, even though I don't look like it when I when I record those those podcasts. In case you're watching, if you're not watching, um, forget what I just said. I look very, very, I know, smart while recording the podcast. I'm wearing suit and tie and so on, just just so that you imagine that. Um, uh, what was I about to say? Oh, yeah, the education corner. So there are two things I want to talk about today in the education corner. One, we're still in exam time, so. Um, in regards to exams, right? There are a few things you should be doing. I know exams are over. And last time I talked about how to maybe prepare for exams, what you should be doing when you're heading to exams. Now, let me tell you what you should be doing when the exams are over. One thing you should not be doing is bother your professor <laughs> by asking about your exam all the time. Like, the exam is done one day later. Professor, did you take my exam? So chances are that your prof probably has like hundreds of students, hundreds of exams to check. Also your prof, it's not only your exam, it's an exam of other classes, it's final projects. They advise a thesis. A thesis has like, I don't know, 80, 50, 80, 100 pages. They have different, different thesis students. Like I have, I think, 15 students this semester whose thesis I have to check, for example. This takes lots of time. They have research projects that they have to work on for university. Um, so don't just ask like a day after the exam or two days. I'm like, hey, professor, what about my exam? Did you check it yet? Secondly, don't tell your professor to, and it's a Thai thing here, but probably maybe you have like similar wording, phrasing in other countries as well. Here it's like very common that students say, oh, professor, please show mercy, have mercy. Like, Don't beg for grades. If you beg for grades, it makes me think that you didn't prepare, that you, you don't deserve anything. You didn't work for it. Just begging, like, no, that's not, that's not how life works. You go graduate, go to do your job and be like, oh, please, boss or client, if you work in an agency, please, client, have mercy, give me some money for not doing my job. No, that's not how it works. Okay, so don't beg, don't plead, don't, no, don't do anything of, of that. You had so much time the whole semester to show what you've got. Now it's done. So, hmm. yes, of course, you can contact your professor if you have any urgent question if there's anything that you're like oh damn oh, hmm, or anything like that that's of course fair i also like the one the one time in my whole life as a as a student 
I contacted my professor one time. And the one time was because I failed an exam twice. The, the exam was programming two programming java and i failed it twice and if you fail three times you get kicked out of university so it was in my fifth semester or so that i had to take the the third time the, that exam um usually you pass in your second second semester so i failed in the second semester i failed in the third semester fourth semester i set out i, I set out that exam I, I i studied but i didn't take the exam and then the fifth semester was the last time i, I could, was able to take it so i'm like okay i gotta take it now um, and if I fail, I'm going to get kicked out. So then after like a week or so, I asked, I sent an email to my professor. I'm like, hey, prof, I'm sorry to bother you. I couldn't sleep the last week um, because of that situation. So I told him about the situation. I said, I don't even want to know my grade. Like, I don't care. Or like, but could, can you just tell me whether or not I can go to sleep tonight or like, like this? And then my professor, he wrote back to me. He's like, yeah, I don't have all the grades yet. But looking at it, I can tell you, you can go to sleep. That's enough. And then I'm like, okay, thank you very much. Oh my God, cool. I didn't ask which grade, how many points and so on. And I never ever would ask my prof to be like, hey prof, so I got a B plus. I really want an A. I think I should have gotten an A. That, that happens here all the time. I never would have, I would have dared to actually question the grade I have gotten. Like when I failed the programming exams, I never asked my professor, like really I failed? Are you sure? Like, shouldn't you have passed me? No, you look at yourself and like, damn, oh, okay. Oh, I need to change, I need to improve. Like just always blaming your professor for everything. Like we take our job, I feel like I'm ranting, but we take our job very seriously. Like you can't imagine how many meetings we have with each other, how we discuss, how to grade, um, how everyone is doing. We take this serious. We don't just like fail students randomly. At least all the people that I've met so far don't do that. I mean, sometimes we, we roll the dice, of course. I'm kidding. <laughs> that seems to be like that seems to be like that, that that a notion out there that professors just roll a dice on grades and things. No, we take it serious and maybe look at yourself if you didn't get the grade that you want to have. And just because your friend gets a good grade and you didn't, maybe. That's, that's up to you. It is this argument, but my friend got an A. Why didn't I get one? Well, your friend didn't suck. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm exaggerating and I'm, I'm, I'm being playful right now, right? But I'm exaggerating just to make a point. I hope that that's clear. Someone's going to clip that and then going to get into trouble. Um, so please, yeah, that's just a few things to consider. Okay. Okay. And no begging, no pleading that makes you look desperate. And if you look desperate and your professor's like, ah, come on, please. So yeah, now it's all over. So you got to own up to, to the outcome. Okay, last thing um, was I want to talk about this week is immersive learning. So I've been approached by a few companies slash research projects that want to work with me slash us in regards to immersive learning. And immersive learning, like imagine like video learning for example game-based learning um in, in an interactive manner with student input for example right which is a good idea of course which nothing new though but it's a great idea but i cannot understand why in 2022 all the platforms that have been introduced to me so far and it's been quite a few all the platforms have been introduced to me look ugly like why there are so many great games out there um, 
why can't we why can the learning games look like that i'm also looking at you ea ea electronic arts ea sports like your football manager for example fantastic game why not offer like a white label solution with like the 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 back end the machine basically behind it for education for example it would be fantastic um actually i'm actually noting this down for those listening, I'm noting this down right now. Education game. <laughs> That's a good idea. So why not, like, oh my, oh, you can see my frustration because every solution I've seen so far is super ugly, super buggy. <laughs> the input like doesn't work natively and, and intuitively and it's just terrible. Maybe it's because there is no money in there. Yeah, okay, get it, but, but still, come on. If you pitch it, there's gotta be better. And the last thing in, the, in this regard, now instead of like immersive learning was like the buzzword for the last few years, now it's all like metaverse learning. But it's basically, it's just like 3D games. That's not what the metaverse is. The metaverse is not just a 3D visualization of basic concepts. That is not the metaverse. And it yeah, bothers me to no extent. That now every everybody and their mom is running around like, hey, we've got a metaverse. Hey, we got a metaverse. You've got a 3D platform. It's fantastic. It's, you've got a second life. Congratulations. It was we had we had this like 15 years ago. So whatever second and second life came out. So congratulations. That's not the metaverse. That's not what the metaverse is supposed to be. What is the metaverse supposed to be anyways? Is it just another word for term for second life back then? Like VR, VR area that you can, can live in. I listened to Lex Friedman podcast and Lex, Lex said, sometimes he just, he just goes into the, uh, he plays Skyrim uh, in VR, right? And then he just turns off like all the battle mode, all the enemies, and he just walks around and looks around. So <laughs> cool. Still no metaverse, but that's that's exactly what every company and their grandma sell as metaverse right now. And then they're like, hey, yeah, and you can you can own land in on my platform. Why, why, why? Fifty million different platforms, and you want me to be on every platform to to and own land there? Yeah, BS. I'm calling BS here. But we will have an uh, NFT discussion on the NFT and slash hopefully also metaverse discussion on this platform rather soon. The interview is going to happen next week. Let's see how fast I can edit it. So um, more on this topic coming soon. But you can see it bothers me. Let me know what bothers you. Let me know what I know what you enjoy. What makes you happy? I ranted so much in this podcast right now. Let me know what it, what you I know what you had this week that made you happy, that made you enjoy life. <laughs> Maybe we can also, I know, share this with each other to have like a happier, healthier um, week coming up. That's it from me this week from the Funkit Pod. Um, thanks for being on this journey with me once again. Listen to all the other podcasts that are also on the Funkit platform. We have the Formula Entrepreneur. We have Germany for Non-Germans. Um, they've already been published this week, so check this out. Um, as always, thanks for being here. Um, I hope you stay safe. Take care. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe to this, this thing. Ideally, you would rate it too on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Spotify. The ratings really help to 
get more people in, in into our universe onto our metaverse platform um so that they, they can enjoy the podcast and we can have a discussion with more people which is ultimately the goal of course so give it a rating that would be really cool i appreciate that thank you very much leave your comments um on social media at funkitpod or by email funkitpod at gmail.com thanks for this stay awesome see and talk to you soon so wake up